0: This episode is sponsored by Rosetta Stone entiendo mucho más español del que hablo. That means I understand much more Spanish than I speak. And since I'm in a bilingual household, that understanding helps me decipher what people are talking about behind my back. But sometimes I have a little trouble with my conversational Spanish. I've figured out that learning a new language at any age really requires you to be immersed in the language. So that's why this year, in preparation for Spanish-speaking relatives visiting and travel to Spanish-speaking countries, I'm using Rosario. Rosetta Stone to sharpen up. Rosetta Stone is a trusted language learning expert for over 30 years, with millions of users and 25 languages offered. And why I think this app, or you can get it on the desktop too, is really effective. There's no English translations. You have to really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language, and that is the key. Rosetta Stone makes it an intuitive process. You can pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, and then eventually sentences. And they have this built-in feature called True Accent, where it gives you feedback on your pronunciation. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Commercial Break listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com commercial. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com commercial today. Thanks to Rosetta Stone for being a sponsor of the Commercial
1: Break. Call
2: from mom. Answer it
3: Now, marriage just didn't always look incredible to me. I mean, like, some of these dudes' Instagram anniversary posts, my God. You're the strongest woman I've ever known.
0: What did you do to her, Kyle?
3: On this episode of The Commercial break in the entire history of our planet has not one person walked off the edge of the earth mark <laughs> how come not one person has walked off the flat edge and <clears throat> fallen to their death and he said he genuinely said oh yeah there's there's an ice barrier so it catches them
0: the next episode of the commercial break starts now Ah, yeah, kids and kittens, welcome back to the commercial break. I'm Brian Green. This is the Badass Bitch. Kristen Joy Hoodley. Best to you, Kristen. Best
4: to you, Brian. And best to
0: you out
4: there in the podcast universe. (laughs) I never know what it's going to be.
0: You never know. My head's always turning in the shower at night (laughs) when I'm masturbating. Well, I'm currently on the sideline for masturbating, but, you know, it's not I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about what nasty words can I call you. But I thought Badass Bitch Boss was cool. I like it. So I said Badass Bitch Boss. I like it. Because it's true. It's all the girls that are running this place. Don't let me fool you. I do all the talking, but uh, the real success of the show <laughs> is with uh, this crew behind I'm out the over- scenes. Yeah, all the other people that are working on my <laughs> behalf. So thank you, thank you. Best to you, Chrissy.
4: Best to you. Uh,
0: when I say best comedy movie of all time, what what is your go to? Just uh, think of one. you don't have to like we don't have to pontificate about it. Just give me the first thing that comes on the top of your head. Do you one of your favorite movies to watch
4: comedy? Well, I mean, I think that Animal House is always up there. okay
1: with All right. um,
4: yeah, but as far as I mean, you know, I, we're in the we're in the Christmas season right now, and yeah. I love that. I love that vacation. When, no, well, I do love vacation, and that one has quite a few memorable moments. Oh my but god, It's so funny! The, uh, w- what's the Seth Rogen one? The the, the last
0: oh the last uh, night before Christmas, the, the, the night before, night before. Yeah, night before. It's Pretty funny. Oh, it is pretty funny. I mean, Mainly because they are just torn <laughs> up. I mean, the amount of drug use that goes on in that movie is no, no. incredible. <laughs> you know, uh, Harold and Kumar's like Christmas, uh, the, White Castle, uh, the White, thing? White Castle Christmas, or that Christmas movie with. Um, Oh, who's Neil Patrick Harris is really fucking funny too. And I always think of those two movies because they have, I don't know, they have similar senses of humor. But what I think of when someone says best comedy movie of all time, certainly best mockumentary of all time is Spinal Tap. Oh, of course. Spinal Tap is... Brilliant! Yes. And if you haven't seen Spinal Tap, I don't know who the fuck you are. Don't those Christopher don't
4: Guest movies in general? Are all of them really. Fine. Waiting for
0: Guffman. Best, uh, in uh, show. Best in Show. That's really funny. Yeah, all of them. They're all funny. But the f- single funniest line, in my opinion, that I laugh at so hard every time, is in the movie Spinal Tap when they're standing outside of that little um, arena in the kids' area, uh-huh. and it says, you know. Clown show (laughs) tonight, right? And, or whatever it says about the kids, it's on the marquee. It says clown show tonight. And then spinal tap on the bottom. Yeah. And he says, I tell them every time it's Spinal Tap then Clown Show Spinal Tap then Clown Show what are we going to do now we're opening up and the one guy goes well we could do Jazz Odyssey he's like we're not going to do a free form jazz exploration in front of a bunch of fucking children I just can't get over it sometimes I'll say to Astrid or whoever when we're having some kind of debate or argument and I'm like we can't do a free form jazz exploration in front of the children I love it it's so funny amongst all the other million other other one-liners in that brilliant brilliant movie well I never wanted there to be a Spinal Tap 2 because I thought Spinal Tap 1 did the trick but but 35 years later mm -hmm. they're going in for Spinal Tap 2 with all of the original cast members well the original four cast members the crew I think including Rob Reiner I think Rob Reiner is going to direct it they're all back. They're all going to put gear up in their leather. Uh, what's that it? <laughs> what was that? Uh, spank have, the glove? Or, yeah, we with, have
4: spinal tap action figures. You do? Shafted. Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: You know what to give me for Christmas. Yep. Spinal Tap action figures. And I want Jeff's, actually. So if you yes. can take them off one, and just...
4: One leg keeps coming off. <laughs> I have to keep gluing it. <laughs>
0: what if you just take it apart piece by piece and you bring it to my house for Christmas? And then we'll see if Jeff notices. Yeah, we'll shall she, shank it. That's your Spinal Tap. is going. That's right. Shaw shank it. Uh, spinal Tap 2 is in pre-production right now. I don't know what to think about this because... You know, that Bob Iger, he's running that Disney right now, and Disney's has all kinds of troubles financially and problems with the parks and all this other stuff. They're in a they're having a moment over there at Disney, the Disney Corporation. But he said in like a shareholders meeting, which I thought was pretty smart of him, but then also he should have thought about this ten years ago. He's like, I think we would we may have IP'd it to death. Meaning they have so many number twos, number threes, number fours, Star Wars this, Star Wars that, Galactic Galaxy this, Marvel that, all this other stuff. They have basically buried their IP In so many sequels, prequels, and trequels, or whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck they call them, that now they just robbed all the joy out of it, right? I watched Star Wars as a kid, and I just loved that my Mm -hmm. mind could go to crazy places thinking about what was going on outside of the movie. Well, now I don't need to worry about that, because there is literally a movie (laughs) for every question I ever had about Star Wars about it, like
4: every character and then it's before and it's after and it's yeah. in between. I I'm, I know I'm the same way. It's like
0: we asked Felicia, like, you know, what do you think about fanfic, right? And fanfic has often become some kind of lure some thread that they pull on that then becomes a movie or a television series to answer the questions left by the original material. Yeah. Well, I got news for you. You don't need to answer every fucking question. I find that to be a little bit too much sometimes, certainly with the Star Wars. And then I worry about it with like Spinal Tap too. Can you ever really be better than the first one, especially 35 years later? Maybe Maybe because Christopher Guest is so fucking funny. Mm -hmm. So maybe they can be.
4: I'm going to watch it. Oh,
0: no doubt. I'll be the first one in line. Are you kidding me? I'm like a 13-year-old boy. I can't wait for Spinal Tap 2 to come out. But I'm a little bit concerned about the quality of Spinal Tap 2. I hope. I hope. Elton John's already signed up to be in it. Um, (laughs) Who else did they say? Elton John, Sir Paul McCartney is going to be in it. So I would be in it. Hey, if you need, here's a plot line for you. Spinal Tap is on the way down. They're on the outs. They're getting back together 35 years reunion tour, but no one really knows or gives a fuck about Spinal Tap. I'm imagining this is how it starts, right? This is my, in my head, this is what they're writing right now. (laughs) If you need, since podcasting is so ubiquitously, like, uh, terrible and wonderful at the same time, everybody hates them and loves them at the same time, and so many podcasts are out there, if you need, like, a a thread to pull inside of that storyline, Spinal Tap announces their new tour on the commercial break, and no one hears about it.
4: <laughs> How about
0: that? So, Rob, Christopher, I'm talking right to you. If you need a place to announce that Spinal Tap is going back on tour in your mockumentary— To
4: non-announce.
0: To non-announce. To announce to nobody that you're coming back. It will be the truth if you do come to the commercial break. So you won't be lying. It'll be a mockumentary moment of truth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. I'm hoping. Let's start a petition to get— spinal tap to to the commercial break spinal tap reunion tour commercial break although i think they've already done a reunion tour didn't they go out on tour at one point like maybe like 10 years ago maybe yeah they got the actual band together and they like went out there and did shows as spinal tap (laughs) 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 i would love it i'd absolutely love it and listen there have been a few sequels a few in movie history that have turned out okay like Empire Strikes Back. Sure. Some people think that's the best Star Wars movie out there. Not that I would know. I'm not that I'm not Gremlins that into two. It. Gremlins 2 was good. <laughs> Rambo, part seven, was good, I thought. Predator. Predator seven was awesome. Starring old Steven Seagal. <laughs> Steven Seagal's ridiculous, by the way. I just gotta tell you that. Yeah. I don't want to fuck with him, so I'm not going to talk too much shit. But he's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Godfather Part Two, well, of course. That, that, that is was a real. For sure. yeah. yeah, I think that's a clear example of the the best of the set. Yes. Even though it was number two. Um. You know what other what other movies? My Little Ponies, <laughs> <laughs> two was awesome, <laughs> or Trolls two was good. I got to say that the kids' movie Trolls two
4: Trolls two
0: not the Trolls scary movie that we have often made fun of here in yes. the commercial break, but Trolls the actual cartoon. <laughs> I thought it was good that my kids went and saw that Trolls band together when the in sync gets back together and does the song and the whole nine yards. Yeah. And the kids are running through the house singing that song because I thought this song is not so good. Like, you know, it, for <laughs> 15 years away from each other to come back to do a song for the Trolls movie and they're all voicing some character in the movie. Like, I get it seems exciting i think it could have been a good way to like reintroduce yourself into the world and we're gonna go on tour we do this whole you know the reunion tour for in sync is coming i realize justin timberlake is a bit out of style right now and a lot of people are at his throat but i gotta be honest you think he would join the tour yeah and i'll tell you what he's even though he's going on his own tour next year it's not gonna happen next year I, i was reading about this because, you know, I'm keeping up on all the NSYNC action. <laughs> okay. But he's going on tour, I think, next year. He's dropping an album, going on tour. So I don't think he's going to be part of that reunion if it happens next year. But there is no NSYNC tour without, just reunion tour, without Justin Timberlake. How are they going to sell out those big arenas? But if they do get back together, when they do back get back together, because you know they are. Justin is going along for the ride. There's a, probably a billion dollars worth of Money to be had left left on the table selling out those arenas, mm, don't you
4: think? Maybe.
0: Did you like In Sync? Uh, I don't, I don't even know that, one of their songs. I'm kind of embarrassed.
4: Yeah, well, is it really. Oh, a big,
0: Bye Bye Bye. Is that the one?
4: Uh, bye, bye, that, bye 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 <laughs> Bye. Never gonna give Backstreet a... voice. Is
0: that Backstreet voice? They were okay.
4: around the same time. <laughs> they were.
0: You know? uh, they were definitely around yeah. the same time. Yeah, I think they were both. Uh, Coming up under Lou Pearlman. Oh, God. Anybody named guy. Lou Pearlman is bound to yeah. be a creep Oh, dude, he was crazy. But NSYNC is, when they go on reunion tour, they're getting Justin mm-hmm. Timberlake with them. And I'll say, I've said to myself, ain't gonna happen with this Trolls movie. Like, I mean, that's not the thing that. And then I got these kids running around here singing this uh, <laughs> new NSYNC movie. So maybe they're reaching a whole new generation of fans. They're being like smart about it. Mm-hmm. They got the older fans, they got the teenagers with, with
4: the kids and now they the kids their, their original fans and then the fans had kids
0: that's how you do it that's mm-hmm. how you get taylor swift famous and uh i don't think anybody's gonna be taylor swift famous <laughs> let's just be honest about it
4: she's times woman of the year
0: <sighs> it's unbelievable. person of the year
4: I think. person of the year
0: yeah. person who else would it be though? i know honestly who she's, else would it be yeah who has occupied more of our brain space, and quite frankly, more of the commercial break than Taylor (laughs) Swift has. Frankie B, maybe? I mean, everybody's talking about that girl 24 hours a day, seven days a week. she got the best PR firm firm in the world. She's a badass bitch out there making a bunch of money, making everybody happy, or making most people happy if they can afford to go to her $10,000 concert. But the point is, of course it's Taylor Swift. Who else would it be? There is no one else comparable. But if there was to be another person who was times person of the year you know who it'd be blair saki blair saki the comedian yes is coming on our show today and i'm very excited I, watched, I love her i watched her special last night i had a ton of fun to watching. it's on veeps by the way there's a link in the show notes so i highly recommend that you veeps go Veeps
4: is the new um live nation right
0: yeah live nation like they do live shows mm-hmm. and then they record yeah, them
4: started a comedy channel yeah
0: and it is brilliant. It looks like Apple TV. It really does. It looks mm-hmm. like Apple TV when you're watching it. Live Nation, of course, you know, they're not going to do anything cheap, I guess, because they yeah. made, because <laughs> the fees. reason why the t- Taylor Swift's $10,000 tickets were so expensive is because of Live Nation. But that's a different story for a different day. Yeah. Veeps. Is their new platform. They've been doing music for a while. Now they've got comedy on there. And Blair's one of the first to do a comedy special on there. And uh, we're super happy to have her here today. So why don't we do this? Let's take a little break. And then let's get with Blair so we can have a conversation. You're going to love this girl. Blair Saki on the way after this. What? Commercial breaks. Ah, yeah, I did that. I made that you did joke. Yeah, I've been waiting three months to do that, <laughs> but I finally got up the bravery. I got up the bravery to say that joke. All right, we'll be back.
5: Look, I know you guys are getting really sick of me, but that is too bad. It's my job. Now, go to tcbpodcast.com for all of our audio and video content and get your little booty over to youtube.com slash break for fully edited video episodes. Want to chat? Leave us a voicemail at 626-ASK-TCB3. Too embarrassed for your voice to be on the show? We understand. Text us instead at 855-TCB-8383 can't even do that no worries just follow us on tiktok at tcb podcast and on instagram at the commercial break and if you can't even be seen doing that just listen to these sponsors and let's get back to the show
0: Hey, everybody, wanted to let you know that this episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Okay, do you want to know what the single biggest challenge for me as a single person was? Shopping for, prepping, and cooking nutritious meals. Do you want to know what the biggest challenge for me as a human with 25 to 60 family members living in my house? Shopping for, prepping, and cooking a nutritious meal. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it's a big stress point around here. And since I don't really know how to cook, that stress often falls on other family members. But this holiday season, we're going to try Something different. Factor, America's number one ready to eat meal delivery service, can help us fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef prepared, dietitian approved, ready to eat meals delivered straight to our door. Because Factor's never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, all you have to do is heat and enjoy. You can choose from over 35 weekly flavor packed, fresh and never frozen meals that support a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences. And guess what? It's all delivered right to your front door. With Factor, we can be assured that we're making sustainable choices. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions and source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices. Hey, look at that, a company who's trying to do some good. So head to factormeals.com commercialbreak50 and use the code commercialbreak50 to get 50% off. That's code commercialbreak50 at factormeals.com commercialbreak50 and get 50% off. We also want to... Thank Factor for being a sponsor of The Commercial Break. This episode is sponsored in part by Squarespace. Back in 2020, when we first started the commercial break, Astrid and I would pick up consulting jobs helping other quote unquote creative types get their podcasts up and going. And one of the services that we offered was to build them a website. I use the word build, but that may be overselling what we did because we used Squarespace. Squarespace is an all in one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. So whether you're just starting a new business, you're a creative type that needs an outlet, or you've had a business for a while and And need a new web presence? Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything on your terms. I used to work in the internet marketing business, and one of the things that I sold at that business was search engine optimization. Search engine optimization could cost tens of thousands of dollars a month, but Squarespace has SEO tools built into the platform. And another thing I really like about Squarespace is their ability to help you build a course that you can market and sell Online. Plus, you're going to need to get paid for that course, and Squarespace has all the payment tools built in. Go to squarespace.com right now for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com commercial to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. And thanks to Squarespace for being a sponsor of the commercial break. This episode is sponsored in part by DraftKings Casino. It's springtime. Warmer weather is here. Maybe you're dreaming about relaxing by the beach. Maybe you're going to get together with friends by the pool. Or maybe you just want to chill out in your own bedroom. That's why DraftKings Casino is the perfect app to have on your phone or tablet. DraftKings Casino has the games you love to play like blackjack and roulette. And even a few of your TV favorites like $100,000 Pyramid. The excitement is endless. The vibes are right. And the cash prizes could be huge. New players start with just five bucks and get one hundred dollars back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use the code COMMERCIAL to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or you can visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. 21 plus physically present in Connecticut, Michigan, new Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia only. Void in Ontario. Eligibility and other restrictions apply. One per opt-in new customer. $5 wager required. Max $100 in casino credits awarded, which require a one-time playthrough within 168 hours. See terms at casino.draftkings.com promos. Restrictions do apply. Again, download the app and use the code commercial to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino Look to your left, look to your right, it's official, no one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like this set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can be sure that your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED lights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And we're here with Blair now. Blair, so nice to meet you.
3: So nice to meet you guys. This is a thrill. Thank you so much for having me on. (laughs) You're
0: welcome. Thank you for joining. I have one question. It's very important for Chrissy and I to understand this. (laughs) You have an angle on something that we've been trying to get into for a long time, and it seems like you've had some success, and I want you to tell me how you did this. Chrissy okay. and I have been trying to sell feet pictures for a long time. <laughs> we
4: talked, talked about it for a long time. Like, uh, shouldn't we just try it? I We're, actually started
0: just... a Foot Finder account, like Feet Finder or whatever. And oh, I you didn't, did? Yeah, but I think my hairy toes weren't anybody's particular go-to <laughs> <laughs> foot pictures. No matter honestly, what I, I smashed. Think you'd
3: be surprised. There's so many freaks out there. I honestly had no idea.
0: How did you, you put feed on your Instagram. You talk about it in your special, which is on Veeps right now. Very funny. I watched it last night, and I, I had a couple stitches in my side. How how exactly did you get wrapped up in this foot thing? Explain to me how your Twitter <laughs> did some kind of weird foot thing.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, I talk about it at length in the special, so go watch that, but, you know, it was just started as a joke, and I, I say this in there, but, like, I had no idea the foot thing was real. Um, you didn't? I just... No, I just tweeted out one day um, because I just treat my Twitter as something very non-precious, silly... (laughs) And I tweeted out. I said um, on OnlyFans, does anyone know? Can you just do feed, or do you have to show whole? <laughs> and I just walked away, didn't think anything of it. And I came back, and it had like thousands and thousands and thousands of brief- <laughs> Wow! Oh <my> <laughs> and I, I was like, I really was so perplexed. What's going on here? And then I read the replies, and I was like, Oh, this is a real thing that I was just joking about. And so, yeah, I started an OnlyFans within forty-five minutes, and I titled Very it smart. "Blair Saki Ankles Down No Hole," so that everybody <laughs> would know. <laughs> but then, you know, twenty—I—I I had to take it down after twenty-four hours because my agents found out about it because it was all I was, you know, pushing it all over my socials having a great time and they were like yeah this is great except for you know you audition for disney a lot so i was only (laughs) i had it for 24 hours (laughs) only my all my dreams were crushed
0: and has has Iger called you yet to explain to you why he's not hiring (laughs) you in the next version of star wars whatever the they're doing now (laughs)
3: I have not gotten the call. I do think that that's probably, you know, they never found out about it. But I do mention this to my agents regularly. I said, okay, you know, my foot career was really stopped. It's in its tracks and in it's infancy, so you better pay up with the Disney job. <laughs> That's man, right.
0: Did you, like, my genuine curiosity is, did you actually make money on OnlyFans when 25 hours of OnlyFans or whatever it was? Did you actually, like... I did. Holy yeah. shit.
4: Brian, we Christy, we're
0: doing do this. This all wrong. got
4: to this. We've got to.
3: Well, if you already have a, follow, a little following, um, and then I just, you know, tweeted out these pervy men, and they were like... They subscribed. My mom, I remember my manager being like, I'll pay you all the money that you made to take it down. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, my God.
0: You said, oh, my God, send me the check. <laughs> That's what uh, I would have no, done. I
3: didn't take the money because I'm too prideful. I should have, though.
0: Did you grow up? Where'd you grow up? Southern California?
3: <laughs> yes, how could you tell?
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in Orange County. Little surf kid, you know.
0: Did you enjoy growing up out in Southern California?
3: Yeah, you know what? I'm the youngest only girl of all boys, and um, my whole life was just hardcore sports growing up. And then um, I took a dramatic turn into the arts.
0: (laughs) How many brothers did you have?
3: I have two older brothers 11 months apart, but, like, I grew up in this neighborhood of, like, 13 families with boys the exact same age as my brothers, So it was, like, this bizarre mob that I lived with, with, like, nobody else around my age, you know?
0: <laughs> and when you were, like—so when you were a little kid, you just ran around with all boys in the neighborhood playing sports? And yeah, it was like
3: Mowgli, you know. Like yeah. I and I, I wanted. I genuinely wanted to. My family still talks about this all the time. Like when I was a child, I always said I want to be the first woman in the NFL.
4: Oh, nice.
3: Um, yeah. It didn't honestly, not all dreams do get to come true, but. That was what I wanted. I like as that a child. aspiration, but listen, yeah. you're auditioning yeah. for
0: Disney, so maybe dreams do come <laughs> true as they say, yeah.
3: yeah, maybe I'll be Rudy in the next reboot or something. Oh, such a
0: <laughs> wonderful movie when you but how do you take a how do you take a turn into the arts? like if you're sports oriented, what happens that turns you on to comedy?
3: Well, in Orange County, and I, you know, just everything—it was just so hardcore. The sports from such a young age, and um, you know, I did love it. I did go on to play uh, Division One volleyball at UCLA, and ah. I was like training with like the junior national team and all this stuff. But when I was a kid, I always loved, like, I would audition for the plays at school, and I would get parts, but I wouldn't be able to do it because of my sports <laughs> schedule. And I was always a book nerd, and then I ultimately decided I wanted to be a writer, and I... um Went to grad school to be a novelist, and while I was there, like, accidentally started comedy without ever, like, thinking it was going to be my career.
0: So you just got up on stage, like, did you go to open mics and just decided you were going to get up and start writing some jokes?
3: Uh, well, I, you know, as the uh, tale is old as time, <coughs> I started dating <laughs> a guy who was starting comedy from my hometown, ah. and he showed me comedy I had never been exposed to really any comedy. No, like, specials, no shows, nothing. And um, then I just became a fan. And then we broke up. And then, like, one day in the shower, I had this thought, oh, I should do this. Um, And then I started, like you know a week later or something Good for holy you. shit
0: you're so brave yeah. i'm so lazy what am what am i doing with my life over here i always think about stand up comedians who i have a great admiration for no matter how wonderful or terrible or growing or not growing or whatever i have an admiration for that 15 feet that you walk From the side of the stage to the front of the stage or from the back of the club to the front of the club, whatever it is, that 15 feet would kill me. I don't know if my knees would let me get up there. (laughs) And isn't that, does that feel particularly unnerving to you? Like the first hundred times you do that, you still get that kind of like, (gasps) take your breath away feeling before you walk on stage?
3: You know what? My leg shook for about the first eight months and people that were there at those first open mics like literally remember my leg shaking. Oh, no. While I was on stage. And I really don't know why I continued doing it while (laughs) that was happening. I really don't understand the whole thing or how it happened or... Or what? But that's nice that you admire stand-up comedians. You know, I feel a lot of the feedback on the internet is, it's bizarre.
0: (laughs) But I think here's if I may, right, mansplain to you for a second. I feel like part of the issue is, because I love mansplaining here on the show. It it endears (laughs) me to our mostly female audience. Ah. (laughs) Um, I feel like in a lot of your material, you talk about you know reading comments and looking on the internet and being on the socials. You got to fucking ignore those comments, yeah. man. They go, People go fucking bananas there. They're so mean. People are so mean on the internet. They're so mean well, on social media. Because they're behind
4: a screen. Yeah, that's true. They're probably also
0: 13-year-old boys, so...
3: I know. I find that bizarre, and I actually talk about this in therapy. It's uh, You know what's funny is that, like, I get very few mean comments. Like, so few.
4: That's great. <laughs> but I just
3: <laughs> – but, you know, like, typical comedian, you, like, remember the mean ones. Thankfully, and, like, I don't even want to put this out there. The sick thing is, like, when I – most of them are all about my voice, you know? Yeah. And then when I read those – My sick, sick, poisoned brain from childhood goes, "Uh at least they didn't call me ugly. You
4: know, (laughs) (laughs) that's a win.
0: Isn't
3: that sick?
0: It's so true. So when Chrissy and I started the show, we had, you know, no listeners for the longest time. I'm not sure we have any currently, but somebody tells us we do but we get these comments and 99.9% of them are just lovely. People are hey, good for the show, you're yes, so, so funny, nice. we love you, you wake us up in the whatever it is, right? But it's that one asshole every week or two that leaves that comment where you can't shake it out of your head. Even though you read 100 nice comments, the one bad comment always sticks with you. But you're right about something. I even try and find, like, the good in that. Well, I do, too. At least they're listening.
4: At least they're listening. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's true.
3: Yeah. You know what another thing about it is to me? I think that it's less about even what they're saying and more like I cannot ever fathom going on someone's page yes. and saying something mean to them. So it's really just a non-acceptance of the act versus actually the material
4: <laughs> of what they're saying. That's really smart. I've said the same thing. I'm like, the fact that they actually took the time to go on there and write something bad is amazing to me. Yeah,
3: I'm like, why would you want to hurt intentionally yeah. ca- hurt someone? Because but they're hurt. I, yeah, I don't understand yeah. the well, whole thing. Well, that's true.
0: Hurt people, hurt people, hurt people. <laughs> I think right. someone said that one time. Yeah. Yeah, and I, th- yeah. I honestly also believe that it is a large amount of probably younger people that are just have too much fucking time on their hands. They don't know how to regulate quite yet, so they feel like if if I can say something nasty, then the whole world will know how bad they are. Um, and yeah. Yeah. So I just ignore. Well, that's not true. I read the comments, but I try to
4: ignore them.
3: I try so hard not to read any, you know. And now I I did see this one creator or something on TikTok. Because TikTok is... The social media that I enjoy. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love it. I mean, i got the dogs, the babies, the chiropractors on there. <laughs> the chiropractors. Like, it,
4: it,
1: yes. I love it. I
3: love it. And it's so non-toxic to me. Like, my feed is so wholesome. So I just... I, oh, and the recipes. I'm watching these mm. women with their French music in their gorgeous kitchens with their Dutch <laughs> ovens, you know? They're cutting the garlic in the most gorgeous ways. Yeah. Um, but I did see this one creator that said, yeah, we just respond thank you to every yeah. single comment, Smart. like even the meanest comments, and it just drives the algorithm. And I'm thinking, <laughs> that's a beautiful sentiment. However, I do not want to be spending that much time online, but I respect that they're just like, oh, I will not take any of this personally, and I will use it.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good
0: idea. I got to talk to my therapist about that. I feel like I need a couple more therapy sessions <laughs> yeah. around the comments section, <laughs> because it's it does hurt and i i couldn't sit there all day and say thank you because i just don't want to go through the act of reading all of it maybe that's why our, our social media does so pathetically <laughs> poorly so you have this new uh veeps special and like i said i went and, and purchased it last night it is so very good Do, how long does it take you to to write an hour of that material like how long have you been banking this around
3: well, you know what? I've been doing comedy for 10 years, and they say that your first hour special usually takes 10 years because there's so much material that was not included, you know, in yeah, that that I you can develop that. over the years. So it's really, like, the most polished stuff, your best stuff. And, um... There was a lot I didn't include, you know, there's things that I could have included that I had on in, you know, like my late night set with James Corden or Comedy Central sets that were taped. And I really um, was so intentional about what I put in there, but... Yeah, I think most people like their best it's the best stuff after about 10 years. That's why the debut special is such a big deal. And then everyone says that it takes way less long to write the material for the next special mm. because you're just a much better writer and you're, you know, more, much more skilled. Yeah, and it's I in de- can see that. it's in
0: demand. You're under yeah. you're under a little bit of pressure and to, you're in a flow. to perform. Yeah, no, you're in the flow. you've got the flow too. The flow, the that's flow, right, Chrissy. Yo. We're in the flow. Yeah, and
3: you know yourself <laughs> better, you know, you you are A more lived-in person, Mm -hmm. and um, probably more true to your authenticity and voice at this point, you know, Mm
0: -hmm. Chrissy. I feel like this is coming right around the corner for us. We're on our sixty-two thousandth episode, by the way, and so I feel like (laughs) this is coming right around. No, I'm kidding, but we do like like it. Feels like we've been (laughs) in here forever, (laughs) stuck. Uh, I have to ask you about this because Chrissy and I have done a couple of episodes on this Yahoo, Mark Sargent, who runs around doing the flat earth thing. Do you know what
1: I'm talking (laughs) about?
0: And while I would love to have him on the show, I don't know that I could stomach anything that he says because it's just ridiculousness. And Chrissy and I had this theory that Mark Sargent only believes in flat earth because he can find women there at these flat earth conventions. Because he seems way too smart to believe in this shit, right? And um, But he's kind of a nudnik. How did you how did you meet Mark Sargent? Under oh, what circumstances are you around <laughs> Mark Sargent?
3: Sure, I mean, what a bizarre thing. So, I was co-host of the Trevor Moore Show on Comedy Central. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace, Trevor, yeah. my dear friend, who passed away two years ago. Incredible comedian. Um, but the show was basically around. Trevor loved like the weirdest stuff, like. You know, just the fringes of society. Yeah. So we had on the most bizarre people to interview, and we had him on, and it, he was really like you could go watch the episode if you want. It's online on Comedy Central called the uh, the Trevor Moore Show. But I know, I'm gonna go basically, that. I you know my role on the show was sort of like the needler, the little like sidekick kind of like needle bully kind of. You were the I don't squeaky wheel because because I'm really not. Uh, the bully type but that was my role on the show and i was kind of pushing back with him a lot of what he was saying and that was true he said to me that like you're too young to understand like why the earth is flat
1: What? And i was just
3: like i could not believe that that was like his pushback. that makes no sense yeah, yeah. it made no sense I, and i was like i was like uh, oh, thank you. Like, you know, <laughs> I really appreciate that. And you know what? It's funny that you bring up the women because he did talk about the merch that he sells like for an inordinate amount of time yes. during the interview. Yes. And that's like, you're just like, Okay, wow. What an incredible spiritually-led cause that <laughs> right. are leading.
0: He's doing it for all of the, the right reasons, and Chrissy and I picked up on this immediately. Even four years ago when we started the show, we picked up on this immediately. He was talking about girls and how he, he was meeting girls or meet me after the show or whatever on stage in videoed, mm. YouTubed episodes that he posted himself. The merch, the yeah. conferences, Pay nineteen ninety nine a month. And I was like, yes. this guy knows fucking better. He must yeah. know better. He is clearly it's just doing persona. this for money. But, uh, yeah, it's a persona. But I, mm. I, I get the sense that there's a lot of people out there right now that know better about whatever they're talking about. They just know the money is in talking about the bullshit, right? So that's exactly what they do. And I believe that Mark is, is one of those people. But how, so, how condescending? You're too young. What he probably meant to say was you're too dumb to understand this. And there's nothing to understand. The world is round. We've been in an airplane. We can see it. <laughs> <How>
3: <laughs> yeah, <do> you- <laughs> we have satellite photography. I said that to him. I said, oh, Mark. Uh, a mark, have you uh, heard about a little thing called satellite photography? Because uh, we have some factual record that disputes your theory.
0: Yes, astronauts, <laughs> but Mark has astronauts, <laughs> yeah. but Mark has no repotory. Well, he's, I mean, what he says is that big space, you know, the big and NASA corporation is here to keep us all under control. Yeah. It just when. When people are presented with factual evidence and they believe in this hokey-pokey bullshit, they go anywhere to twist and wind away from the question that you're asking them because they know they don't have any really good response. I say you're doing good work. You're not needling or bullying, Mark, in my opinion. You're just (laughs) telling the truth. You're just trying to be the honest one.
3: Yeah, I mean, I say this in the special, but his answer, he genuinely said, because I asked him, I was like, okay, Mark— how come in the entire history of our planet has not one person walked off the edge of the Earth, Mark? How come not one person has walked off the flat edge and <laughs> fallen to their death? And he said, he genuinely said, oh, yeah, there's there's an ice barrier, so it catches them.
1: Oh. And I was like... Oh. Well, it I makes sense, like, oh, sense now. thank you. There okay, you go. good. Yeah. Right, right. It all came
0: together in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had been a round earth guy until Mark said the ice wall. And I said, oh, now yes. it all makes sense.
3: That's what yes, we've all been up against. Then I understood.
0: Yeah. How did you. When. Does your family. Are they supportive of the comedy? Are they supportive of uh, of your artistic side, so to speak, even though they were big <laughs> sporties gone?
3: Interesting up? question that you raised. Thank you. Um, well. I can tell you they did not like it. Um, yeah, and it was actually my first, my parents' first time ever seeing me perform was at my special taping.
4: You were kidding me. Wow, they came around I'm not finally. You.
3: I mean, my brothers had seen me over the years, and of course, I started in New York and lived there for about half of my career. So, you know, they wouldn't have seen me there, but, um, you know, they just, it's not what they wanted. They dreamed of me just being like married and pregnant young next door to them. Um, (laughs) and I, and I'm very family oriented too. And as I age, I really, I understand where they're coming from. And, um, yeah, they just—they uh, were like, "Why do you want such a hard life?" And I'm <laughs> like, "I don't know. I can't really answer that for you."
4: Well, you're Italian so. too, right? Which is, um, you know, very family focused. I'm—I'm part Italian as well, yes. and it's—it is—it's a big deal to be around family and have big gatherings and cook lots of food and just, uh, you know, all be around each other. So I can see that. Does you? Yeah,
3: I do. I go home on Sundays a lot, and we cook all day. Sunday and then, dinner, and you know, I come back up. Yeah,
0: yeah. So is this literally like a push and pull through most of the ten years that you've been doing this? It's like push and pull between you and your parents. Hey, I want to do this, and hey, you should go get a real job or find a real. It's go- what we've done with our spouses. Go- yeah. Ryan. By the way, we go through this all the time. <laughs> so, you should get you a real job. Okay. No, I think get it's it. about to work. Everything's gonna
3: have pop for us. <laughs> yeah, you know, I can't say it was easy. It was, it was very painful at so many times. But yeah. like, they were so proud at my special. Oh. My dad had tears in his eyes, which I can't even explain, like, what that was like after this, like, 10-year thing. And um, it took a lot of forgiveness. It was hard because, like, you know, this thing I felt so passionate about, like, it was hard to understand, like, why they wouldn't I can't imagine not wanting to see my kid but also it's you know it's generational it and um it's a different generation and now I think everything's all good that they saw the special and they were like okay I guess it's like legit but, yeah. you know, it is hard. Like I, I, all the times I had been on TV in my career, and it, they were still like,
0: wow. <laughs> you were on fucking James yeah. Corden, and they didn't tune in. I want to tell you something, a little, a little something. When I, when we started this, my my father never had never said, "I loved you," "I'm proud of you." He just wasn't that kind of dad. He grew up in a different generation. I kind of thought maybe he did, but he wasn't giving me any outward <laughs> indication. And then I had children, right? And occasionally my dad would say, I'm proud of you. You're being a good father. I'm really proud of you. But he never really loved what I did for a job. He was like, he never said I was proud of you until very recently when we've seen (laughs) some success. And my dad came to me and he like genuinely said to me with, I think, a tear in his eye. I'm really proud of you, son. You're and doing a good something. job. And let me tell you something. There yeah. were two full therapy sessions dedicated to that, <laughs> those those five words that he said to me. Because there's something about when a, a father, and I guess when a mother, but my mom always, you know, shared the praise. But when my father said that to me, there's really something about that that touches you in a way that it's hard to describe, especially if you've been starving for that for your entire life. Even if you don't know it, when you get it, it's like, holy shit, a whole other world opens up. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it now the earth is flat. My dad said he's <laughs> proud of what I do for a living. Did you feel oh, that? that's when so
3: beautiful. I,
0: there's something about, I also think being a grandfather for him has turned him into like a different human being altogether. And oh, it's yeah. One of the sure. great joys of my life is watching my father be a grandfather to my kids. But, yes. But when you, when he shows up at your show, when they say, Hey, we're going to come, we're going to come watch you. This is really important. And we think we want to be there. Does that just fill you with some weird sense of absolute pride and joy? You're like, Oh my God, this is awesome. I feel so proud of myself now.
3: It's um, like well, look, I still had to invite them and say, Hey, you know, which was very vulnerable to me. Yeah. Uh, this is my one-hour special taping. I'd love for you guys to be there. It wasn't like we can't. We're dying to. <laughs> well, well, you know, when is your next thing? We can't wait to be there. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but they were so proud and supportive and sweet, and it was just really special. I have like beautiful pictures from the night, Aww. and I love you know, they that. always what they. I've always been close with them. It's like it's never been like we had a rift during the last mm-hmm. 10 years. Yeah. But i am um, always been super close to them despite this thing. But
0: um, yeah, <laughs> it was just that. so... Despite most of my life being dedicated to comedy, well, they, were they don't appreciate. They probably
4: too like, oh, this is like a hobby a type fan. thing. Yeah, yeah. she's going to get over, over it. it. She's going to, you know, do something else. But... Now that it's really real, that's a touching moment. And, for and you guys. now
0: something makes sense. There's a certain lightning in a bottle kind of about what happens mm-hmm. on your special. There's an energy about it, and now now knowing this story makes me look at that special a little bit differently too. So now I feel a little bit sentimental <laughs> yeah, about you know your what? Beef special. It was
3: like. Yeah, I, I I honestly forget that. Like it was a really charged night for that reason. Cause it was honestly like the first time that they were seeing me and also, you know, it was just it was wild, like the emotions um of that night. Yeah. It really was. Like I haven't even kind of thought about that, I guess.
0: You caught lightning in a bottle. There's something energetically there. And now that I know the backstory, I think I, you know, think I can connect the dots, but I'm no therapist, but I'm just I'm just Thank sharing you. with you that there is it's very energetic, yeah. right there's there's a lot of it and I, we appreciate that because there's nothing Chrissy and I do better than loud and obnoxious and you're loud and funny, so we're almost in the same realm
3: you know what that's that's interesting. I do like I'm pretty introverted in my regular life, yeah. Um, you know, I'm a homebody, all these things. And I look at my onstage presence as sort of my id, where Uh I'm just like a maniac on stage. You know, it's really different from who I am in real life.
0: (laughs) Do you think this is like... Uh, I I feel this way sometimes, too. Like, I go outside in the world, and I'm not looking to put on a show for anybody, right? right. I mean, I'm I'm an outgoing person, but I think Chrissy would agree with this. Like, we don't—this is not how we normally act, but you turn on the microphones, and w- our sense of humor gets exacerbated. It gets—there's a microphone and a megaphone. We're
4: egging each other on. Yeah, we're egging each other yeah. <laughs> on. But I
0: feel it's like, it's in me. Like, it's in me, and when yeah. the microphone goes out, it just naturally comes out. And it is the id, I think. Do you just get that sense when you? Let me ask you a question. When you're on the side of the stage and you're about to go on for your first special, is it like something just turns on? The energy just comes. You just feel it. You're getting yourself charged up. And then when you get out there and you see the crowd, I, I don't know. Do you go to some different places, or like a like Chrissy said, the flow? You're in the energy. You're in the flow.
3: Sort of. Yeah, I would definitely describe it as a flow. I mean, I've been on the road since January and honestly for the last like five years. But since January, I've been on the road um, about three weekends out of the month. And so my schedule this year of, of how many reps that I got and just being on the stage mm. and being at the comedy store when on the days that I'm back. Um, I mean, I you just I'm getting so many reps. I'm doing so many shows that. It's more was before the show that I'm nerve wracking because I'm like, this is my first special, you know, all this stuff. But once I'm on stage, once I'm on stage, I'm completely comfortable, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Mm -hmm. Eh, I love it. Go check out Veeps. We'll put a link in the show notes for you. I, you and I have something in common and I'm going to pull out something from, from way back. I also love, I also am in love with Owen Wilson. You have to tell me because I didn't get a (laughs) chance
4: to listen. Who is not in love with him?
0: Are you like a huge Owen Wilson fan? You must be. You dedicated a whole podcast to it.
3: You know what? I love Owen Wilson. This is crazy. I was actually, okay, well, I'll just give you the short synopsis. Basically, you know, like I was in college around the height of his like wedding crashers, like all this stuff. And I thought he was the funniest, most unique person. I was like, no one has his sensibility at all. Like he's so, so funny and um, just one of a kind. And when he had those mental health problems Mm -hmm. and, like, you know, that suicide attempt or whatever, I was so struck by it. Mm. I I mean, I'm a very clearly very sensitive person, but I was so struck by it. I felt so sad that this person that I thought brought so much joy to the world could be experiencing that, that I wrote him a letter, like, saying, I hope you feel better. And, like, you know, you are so talented and Brilliant. you make such an impact on the world. And I just looked up an address on the internet, like the best one I could find. I'm sure he never received it. And um, and then years later somehow it came up to someone and one of my friends were like, that is like so bizarre. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I guess it is really bizarre. And they're like and then I thought of the idea because like this was back sort of you know, when podcasts were being becoming popular about yeah. like 10 years ago. And I was like, you know what, I would love to, and I was just finding comedy and I loved like hearing, um, comedians, you know, on podcasts versus, um, learning who they were in real life versus like, you know, seeing them on stage. Sure. And I was like, I would love to hear um comedians write letters everyone's a, a super fan of someone I would love to hear comedians write letters to the person they're a fan of and so then I started this show called Dear and Wilson and comedians would come on and they'd read a letter a funny letter to um someone you know they're obsessed with or loved growing up and then I would interview them um with the help of my uh private detective, Lucian Wickles. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) it was a Between Two Ferns style (laughs) interview. I love that. A lot of questions, um, (laughs) you know, that Lucian thought of and (laughs) that I would say. Um, But yeah, it was interesting because Full Circle came to L.A. Then Demi Moore happened to come to the show a few times. She texted him in front of me telling him about the show. And I just
4: couldn't. You're kidding me.
3: Yeah. And he said, I can't believe anyone comes to that typical humble Owen Wilson fashion. (laughs) Um, And then a month ago, I was at a party and he was there. My manager was like, you want me to go introduce him to you? And I said, no, I don't (laughs) want
0: that. No, you don't want to meet your hero. No, No, I I don't. You don't don't want to meet the guy who you made a whole podcast about.
3: (laughs) No, I don't. I
0: don't want to. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I love... Owen Wilson. And when I saw that you had created this this podcast, it reminded me that Owen Wilson, I don't know if you've seen uh, the movie Bottle Rocket. Have you seen the movie Bottle yes, Rocket? Yes, uh,
3: of course I have. Okay, yes.
0: Thank you. So Bottle Rocket to me is the best Wilson Brothers movie ever, period, end of sentence. And Owen is so brilliant in that movie. And I'd never heard of him. No one had ever heard of him, I don't think. But When I saw that movie, when I was in my early 20s, some friend of mine put it on. It like literally changed my life. It changed the way that I looked at comedy. It changed the way that I looked at comedic movies because it is so dry and so witty. And so you have to watch it 10 times to get every joke that's in it. It is so brilliantly made. And Owen, in my opinion, drives that movie. It's so he's so good at being like, I don't know he's a character that has a lot of depth but he's so dry and funny and he always plays that that similar type of character yeah. owen is playing owen and i yeah. i just love him for it and i'm glad that he's better too cuz there was mm-hmm. a period there where he might I not have been doing so good i him in atlanta yeah he i met him just, in atlanta one yeah. time too i think he's
4: here a lot oh so, really what yeah. was he up to in atlanta i think he was filming loki actually oh yes. yeah. yeah he's
3: so good yeah. you know what i would love to meet him in a circumstance where it's like, you know, we are working together or something. I wouldn't want to just, be, bother him at a party you know right, what i'm saying right <laughs> you
0: wouldn't want to make so. small talk
3: hey! about your <laughs> no, me. absolutely not no 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 no
0: <laughs> but you got the perfect opening line you just say hey you never responded to my letter yeah. and then you go from there but i hear you if i was in your shoes
3: I
4: on the spot at a party <laughs> that's right then you yeah the only You're way i
3: like, would reveal ah! that yes the only way I would reveal that is if we somehow bizarrely became very close and I think about two years into our relationship I would say I would tell him you know what's funny is like I start when I first started comedy uh, or before I start comedy I was writing for this website split cider for like about six months and I was interviewing comedians like you know before they had a special come out doing profiles on them and I met a lot of the people that I know now and they don't know that I interviewed them I've been touring with Anthony jeselnik for the past year i love anthony jeselnik yeah for the for the last 12 months i've been touring with him all over the country i just told him last week
1: do you know that
3: i i said do you know that i interviewed you 10 years ago when your tv show came out and he goes what what why are you just telling me
0: do you know why i find this funny because five years from now Blair is going to come on the show and we're going to have to remind her that we did yeah, the commercial break you in know, interview a few, years <laughs> you remember a few years ago when we had that stupid <laughs> podcast. Yeah, I think...
3: no way I'll never forget you guys. <laughs> I will never forget you guys. No we matter love what, love you.
0: We love you. Best to you. <laughs> when, uh, you're touring with Anthony and then you tour with Ron a lot, also don't you? Are you, you do a podcast I do, with Ron? Yes.
3: I don't do a podcast, but, you know, we've been friends for years. He was the first guy to take me on the road. And, um, yeah, I'm sort of, you know, it's headlining time now. Um, But I've been so grateful to be on the road with some of the best in the business and be taken under the wing of some really good people. Um, because, you know, it's not like that for everyone. And a lot of people have (laughs) stories about, you know, especially women, Mm -hmm. you know, in the road and, you know, people like that. And I have just been so lucky and blessed with the the people who have believed in me and kind of helped me along.
0: I feel like when we talk to the comedians who succeeded, they all have someone who took them under kind their of, wing. Yeah, and then and I know a lot of people who are still doing open mics 10 years later who have nobody taking <laughs> them under their wing. Yeah. I mean, there might be a reason for that, too. Not everybody can be Babe Ruth, right? But at the same time, it feels like there's there's always that important mentor story in, in comedy. And I think when you're on the road, you're vulnerable, you're learning, you don't know the ropes, you're trying to just, you know, make it from one, you put mm-hmm. one foot in front of the other, make the new joke, make the next thing. And if you have somebody that's next to you, that's saying, here, yeah, let me tell you my champion. version that made it a little bit easier in for me. In your corner. Yeah, yeah, the champion in your corner. And I think that 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 in the comedy world, even though we don't, we're not in the stand-up comedy world, I feel like the comedians that we do interview always have a good mentor story, right? They always have someone that was behind them. It gave them their first uh, break or took them under their under their wing um so what so how long does the tour go on for like are you in the middle of it right now do you take you take a break for the holidays and then you get back on the road
3: uh this is my last this coming weekend will be my last date with anthony i mean we've been going since uh, and it'll be in san diego and <laughs> i think it's sold out unfortunately otherwise i'd say come to- come on down to the commercial break <laughs> listener
4: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
3: But yeah, this man This man is a beast and is sold out Like thousands and thousands of tickets But um, yeah uh, That's the conclusion of that I'm honestly um, I'll be on the road next year But I'm hoping a little less Mm -hmm. This year kind of was insanity But it ended up being great for shooting um, The special But you know, I do a lot of voiceover I'm always auditioning for acting And writing and um hoping to do some more of that as well this year.
0: And so
4: Well best to you. Yeah,
0: best to you. When you go
4: <laughs> that's, that's our that's tagline. Tag yeah. We just <laughs> say it to each other for ridiculous reasons.
0: Um when you are on the road, is that is that tough for you? Like being out on well, the road. Three
4: weekends every month. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I will just say
3: it was a lot. I mean, and I was doing, I was on the road in basically the best circumstances that you could be in. Sure. But still, it's that amount of travel. And then you come home for two days yeah. and you like, you know, you do your gym, you do your laundry, you do your, and it's all jammed in your auditions. It's all jammed into two days. Um, it's hard. It, it is hard to go for that long, um, that that much travel.
4: Yeah. So. yeah, you need like a buffer. You need some buffer days to like lay in bed and watch TV. <laughs> I feel like I'm worried about. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take two weeks off <laughs> and just rest. <laughs> yes. I really need yeah, it. That's I no, really, really need it. It's needed. Good for you.
0: If yeah. you feel like you want to do something at two weeks off, you feel free to come sit here and do this microphone so I can take two <laughs> weeks off. Because I'll tell you what, if I take a freaking shower in the morning, sometimes I feel accomplished. <laughs> I got so many children, I don't know what to do with. And I travel and I always need a vacation from my travel because I always feel like it exhausts me, right? That's a Planes and trains and automobiles. And then I'm like, God damn, I do this once a year and I feel like I want to take another week off just to get myself reset. I don't envy that travel part of it. Because the other thing, too, is it's not like you're going to, you know, Paris to go sightseeing. You're going to do a job and you do it usually probably later in the evening. So you see the inside of a hotel room. That's exactly what you inside of a hotel room and a couple bars. Living out of a suitcase. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, like um, two weekends ago, I did uh, three cities Like we did Portland, Seattle, Vancouver within three days. So it's just you wake up and travel to the next and then do that show and then – You know, so it's not a lot of sightseeing. Anthony always says it's like I get paid to travel because the shows are so fun. You know, the shows are great. It's just the travel part that
4: is hard.
0: It's a lot of shit punctuated by a little bit of fun at the end of each (laughs) evening.
4: Yeah. Well, at least you know the places you want to go back to, right? Maybe as you're traveling through some of these places, then you could go back to them on actual vacation. That's right. If and when you, if and when you get <laughs> yeah. there like family, Vancouver, your mom, for di- instance, I'm going to Vancouver soon, and I can't wait. Ah, oh, be Vancouver
0: is going to be beautiful. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh,
4: if and when you get there. I've never f- been. It was gorgeous. Oh, it That's what outside. everybody
0: says. They say that Vancouver is gorgeous, one of the cities that you absolutely have to go to. The Veep special is available on the Veep's website. We will have a link in the show notes to it, um, and. I got to tell you, I caught it last night. It was really funny. It's an it hour is. of. You're a different kind of comedian, and I really appreciate what you're doing. Yeah, on it's a fresh stage. take. Yeah, and so for all those who want to make comments about her voice, she was born with it. What do you, got, what do you fucking want her to do? <laughs> I mean, honestly, and you gotta own it. The voice comments. I and, and I think the voice is like a musical punctuation to your comedy. I don't think it's distracting. I think it at times actually makes the joke even funnier. So yeah. Go check out the VEEPs special. It's incredible. We loved it. Blair, will you come back and see us sometime?
3: I would it would be my highest honor to return. (laughs) I am so grateful to have had this opportunity to meet both of you and I had such a nice time and Thank you so much for watching the special. That means so much to me. Put my whole heart and soul and last decade of my life into it. So Uh, I'm just so uh, grateful to you guys.
0: Now, you lazy listeners out there, you got to go and (laughs) check out our special. Do us a favor. Check out the special. It's worth it. Link in the show notes, and we'll talk more about it over the next, next couple of days. Blair, we say this always. You're a friend of the commercial break. Best to you.
4: Best to you. Thank
3: you, and also with you. <laughs> yes, thank you.
5: Look, I know you guys are getting really sick of me, but that is too bad. It's my job. Now, go to tcbpodcast.com for all of our audio and video content, and get your little booty over to youtube.com slash break for fully edited video episodes. Want to chat? Leave us a voicemail at 626-ASK-TCB3. Too embarrassed for your voice to be on the show? We understand text us instead at 855-TCB-8383. Can't even do that? No worries. Just follow us on TikTok at TCB Podcast and on Instagram at The Commercial Break. And if you can't even be seen doing that, just listen to these sponsors and let's get back to the show.
2: Get iXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off iXL membership when they sign up today at iXL.com slash audio. Visit iXL.com slash audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. The Angie's
1: List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service in. Instantly, We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes.
0: I loved Blair. Blair was awesome.
4: She was amazing. I mean, listen, I've loved
0: all the guests that have been here so far. They really
4: have all been really great.
0: Well, the good news is we've been blessed enough to be able to say yes or no. So when we have somebody on, you know, we probably have a premonition that we're going to like premonition. Like I'm sitting here like Teresa Caputo (laughs) having a premonition. We probably have a premonition that we're going to like them. But Blair was fantastic. And that story about her dad. Honestly makes me want to go yeah. watch the show in a different light. That's such a good feeling when your dad says I'm proud of you. And uh, I lied. My dad's never said I'm proud of me, so I just said that story for a fact. No, I'm just kidding. My dad he, said did. he did. He said I was proud of you. <laughs> and honestly, it brought a tear to my eye. I was like, wow, my dad said he's proud of me about something that doesn't have to do with nothing I had control over, like <laughs> the personality of my children. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that wasn't happening. But go watch Blair's uh, special on Veeps. Again, there's a show in there's a link in the show notes. I we would appreciate it. She would appreciate it if you would go watch that special because, you know, that's how they get paid. I'm sure there's some kind of, I don't know, split on that or something that Veeps does. And um, why won't Veeps have the commercial break on, do you think? Soon. Soon. I can only imagine. Can we talk to Jeff? He knows, must know some people at Live Nation, doesn't he? <laughs> doesn't he have a
4: Live Nation connection somewhere yeah, there? He does. Do I'll, they do the ticket handling
0: for mm-hmm. Memfo?
4: Yeah, well... Yes.
0: Yes. Okay. That's the answer. Okay. Yeah, I got kind it. Kind of.
4: Far. Yeah. There's, there's so many subsidiaries of. There's 5-ish. companies upon yeah, companies
0: yeah. upon companies. Mm, but
4: it all does lead back.
0: Yeah. Is he already getting ready for Menfo number two? Yeah. I mean Menfo number five or whatever it is. Yeah, menfo number he six. Is. He is. <laughs> God bless that. God. That's that's that that sucks. That you get done with one and then you got to worry about the next one immediately mm, the next day. That's a lot. You're going still on. wrapping up. Yeah. Thank God we have a lazy job like this where we just come in and talk on the microphone, (laughs) shut it off, go home. It's not true. (laughs) This stupid show takes so much work. Just like... Uh, Blair's comedy special take took her 10 years, 10 years, 10 she said. years yeah. to make her material. She said it's kind of a, like a cliche or a, a saying in the comedy industry that it takes 10 years to get your first special worth of material, and then you kind of quicken up after that. So, if it's going to take us 10 get years, in the flow. I think we're going to be at the villages before we're actually in the flow. We are. <laughs> Don't you imagine the villages is oh, right we're around the corner? Skid
4: right into <laughs> the villages, skid right into the villages is
0: right, <laughs> skid right into the villages with my uh you know, my big boy panties on already. <laughs> <laughs> her cup. Hey, listen, there's only so much that I can do, Chrissy. There's only so much that I can do. Hey, I wanted to take a minute and I wanted to say thank you uh, to everybody who has left those kind reviews in the year of 2023. Everyone who's texted us and everyone yes. who sent us a voicemail. It's Christmas. It's the holidays. We're going to take a break. We'll keep on bringing you fresh episodes, but we're going to take a break. So I thought before we exited for the holiday season, I did want to let everybody know that we love you. Thank you so much. The commercial break has had one hell of a year in so many different ways. Lots of highs, lots of lows, lots more lows. Still waiting for some more highs. But we have had one hell of a ride, especially this year in 2023. And it's largely due to the fact that you keep listening, whether you like it or not. We keep putting out these episodes. So I did want to say thank you before we get out of here for the year. Okay. That's it. As Blair Saki would say, what would she say?
4: That's a wrap. That's a wrap. There you go. She's in the biz.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She's in the biz. I still wish we could get that Feet Finder thing going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
4: we need to check into that. Goals goals for 2024.
0: The commercial break foot page on Feet Finder. Mm -hmm. Because if Blair made money in 24 hours on her feet, you can make money in 24 hours on your feet.
4: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Now, she actually has people that follow her Instagram, so there might be a little bit of a difference. We might have to ask Blair to promote it for us. So do us a favor. Before the end of the year, go hit those socials in that YouTube account. You can also go to the website, tcbpodcast.com more information about the show all the audio all the video right there from one location we made it easy for you tcbpodcast.com you can also get your piggy fronting sticker that's right your teresa caputo piggy fronting sticker to be clear i did not use her image or her likeness or her name on that sticker and i'm giving it away for free anyway so who really gives a shit hit the contact us button on the website drop down menu i want my sticker Send us your physical address Whoopty doopty doo It's on the way Via the magic of USPS Who's working extra hard You know what my wife did? She set up a little stand outside For the I delivery saw people I I thought that was so I nice of her I loved it I know got I so got chips
4: And refreshments yeah, Bottled I mean, water
0: That's right It says hey delivery people mm-hmm. You did a great you. job this year Take a break on us. I think they're afraid it's poisoned because yeah, I don't find a lot I of know. them taking it. <laughs> no. yeah. uh, they're so, probably
4: like, is this a joke?
0: Yeah. Is this a joke? Is there LSD I, in here? There,
4: there's the camera.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, actually, I wouldn't take any either, yeah. but it's the thought that counts and I get to eat all the leftovers. So don't worry about taking them. Add yep. the Commercial Break on Instagram, TCB Podcast on TikTok. Please go follow us and youtube.com slash break. For all of our interviews, clips every day of the show. And you can do us uh, one last favor this year 626 Ask TCB, the number three. That's 626 Ask TCB, the number three. Toll free from anywhere in the world. Questions, comments, concerns, content ideas. Ask Brian's mom. We're taking it all at 626 Ask TCB, the number three. Okay, Chrissy, that is certainly all I can do today. Got to go ace my balls, but I love you. I love
4: you. Best to you. Best to you. And
0: best to you out there in the podcast universe. Until next time, Chrissy and I always say, we do say, and we must say, goodbye. Goodbye.